Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode number 43 today. And today's episode is once again another State of Decay episode. Now, today's episode on State of Decay is actually going to be on something else about Red Talon. Last time we talked about the Red Talon facilities. This time we're going to talk about the Red Talon hero bonuses. So there's 14 new Red Talon hero bonuses that were released with the Daybreak DLC. We're going to talk about all 14 of those. We're going to rank them and, you know, see which ones are best and kind of see which ones are, you know, falling short a little bit. But before we actually get into that, we do have um, a good chunk of news for the podcast. So I'm going to get into that real quick. The first bit of news is next week I will be on vacation. So what that means for the podcast is I'll still be accessible if anyone wants to get a hold of me. But it basically just means that there's probably not going to be a Wednesday episode next week. So I said a while back that I'm probably going to have one week a month where I take a break from having a Wednesday episode. And that is going to be next week's episode. So there's a pretty good chance that next week I will not have a Wednesday episode. On the off chance that there was one, if I'm feeling like I have enough time to do it, it would probably be on Generation Zero because the beta is out right now. And I'm trying to, you know, get as much time in with that beta as I can. So on the off chance I did have an episode next Wednesday, it would be on the Generation Zero beta. But that episode, if I don't do it next Wednesday, it will just be the Wednesday after that. So either way, the Generation Zero beta will still be covered. I will still cover my thoughts in that game. It's just either going to happen next Wednesday or the Wednesday after. But uh, next Wednesday, it's probably not going to be on there. And the main reason for this is that while I'm on vacation, I plan on getting a lot of work done for the podcast that I don't usually have time to do. So there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes things that I don't always have the time to do because I'm so busy with everything else. I'm so busy creating content. So I don't always have time to focus on things that I want to do for the future. Like, for example, I've been wanting to get the podcast on YouTube. I've been wanting to get a Facebook page up for us. So Things like that are things that I want to work on next week that I usually wouldn't have time to do. So that's kind of what I'm going to be working on next week. If I do end up having a little bit extra time, I might still do that episode, but it's probably going to end up happening on Wednesday the 31st. So on Halloween is probably when you're going to see that Generation Zero episode, which speaking of Halloween, I do want to mention one more time that our State of Decay community event, our next one's going to happen around Halloween. It's going to happen Halloween week. It'll be Monday, October 29th to Thursday, November 1st. So it's going to be a four-day event. And, you know, we have some great things planned for that. It's going to be kind of competition-based. And I will announce more of that on next week's episode, which next week we will have another State of Decay episode. So that won't change. So next Saturday, we will have a State of Decay episode for sure. So that'll be one week after this episode releases. And I might have a guest on for that episode. It's not set in stone yet, but there could be a guest for that episode, possibly. But another thing I want to mention about this episode is this episode right here is probably going to be the last thing we talk about Daybreak, because I think after I cover this episode, there won't be anything else to cover about Daybreak. So, you know, next episode, uh, the plan is to get back into the base game and start talking about some of the things in the base game I haven't talked about yet. There's, you know, plenty of things in the base game that I haven't covered yet, so I want to get back into that and cover those things. 
But since Daybreak was fresh, I wanted to spend a lot of episodes following Daybreak, covering a lot of topics in Daybreak. So that's kind of why we've been focusing on Daybreak so much lately. But I will be getting into the base game again probably next week. And well, I think we have a great topic to talk about, so I hope you guys enjoy that when it comes. In terms of streaming, I will say that streaming is going to be kind of sporadic next week. Um, because I'm on vacation, it's probably going to be something where I can't really guarantee a set time that I'm just going to stream or a set day. But in contrast with that, I am probably going to be streaming more often, I would think. So I'm probably going to have, you know, I'm basically going to be off every night. So I would assume that um, there's going to be a few nights during that week that I will stream during the night. So it's probably not going to be daytime streams. It'll probably be nighttime streams next week. And I would assume I'm going to do at least two. But it kind of depends how everything is working out with the other things I want to get done. Because like I said, I want to work on getting us YouTube. Well, technically we have a YouTube already, but I want to get the podcast on there. I want to get a Facebook page up, and I want to do a lot of things that are growing us for the future. So that's kind of what my focus is next week, mostly. And then I'm obviously going to have the State of the K episode on Saturday. And then beyond that, I will try to stream as much as I can. But that's being said, that's kind of all the news that I had for us. So now that that news is covered, we can kind of get into the hero bonuses. So Jeffrey Card, who is the senior designer at Undead Labs, he is the one that designed all these uh, traits and, you know, hero bonuses, all the Red Talon skills, and he made 14 new hero bonuses for the Red Talon characters. So in this Daybreak DLC, the Red Talon people that you recruit when you call in the Prestige Trader, technically you just recruit them without calling the Prestige Trader, but I think you get what I mean, that you just basically use your Prestige to call them in. But there's 14 new Red Talon bonuses, so we're going to kind of talk about those and rank them. So I'll just kind of dive right in. I'll um, read the text that goes with it, because I think some of the text is kind of cool, actually. So we'll kind of start in, and we will just start with Collecting Brass. So Collecting Brass, it says, With just a little attention and discipline, we can reuse our casings and keep ourselves topped up on ammo. This gives you plus two ammo per day. So obviously, this is a really good one. You know, plus two ammo per day, that's really huge because that would take you two outposts to get that. And not only that, ammo is something that's really hard to get in State of Decay. You know, food, meds, things like that, they're a little bit more abundant than ammo is. You know, ammo outposts, for example, there's not as many ammo outposts in the world as there are, you know, food outposts, for example, or let's say materials outposts. So ammo is something that's always very important because you're obviously using a lot of ammo when you defend yourself against the zombies. And to my knowledge, this is the only way in the game right now that you can get plus two ammo per day. So this is a very good thing, and it's really a great hero bonus. I won't get into where it ranks yet, but you can assume that this will at least be in my top half of the rankings because, you know, plus two ammo per day is honestly really, really good, and I love this bonus. But next, we have the hero bonus satellite radios. What this one says is, I brought in some radios from Red Talon that should improve the range and quality of our comms. This gives you minus 20% on most radio cooldowns. And this is honestly really effective too, because there's a lot of radio cooldowns that you're going to need throughout the course of the game. And this will help you with a lot of those. So I'm not sure if it works for this yet, because I haven't tested it. But say just for example, your prestige trader. A lot of people, you know, call in their prestige trader. And then it takes 90 minutes to call them in again. 
Well, if this does work for the prestige trader as well, then that's going to be huge because that's less time you're going to have to wait for that prestige trader. So that's going to be really nice for you. And it's going to cut the time down a lot. You know, 20% of that 90 minutes, that's going to be great. And that's going to really help people use that prestige trader more often. If it doesn't use it for that, though, then it's still going to be useful for you because say you're trying to find a play card and you find one, but then you still realize that you have one more on the map. Well, it's going to be faster for you to recharge that and be able to use it again. Or even calling it a car. You know, when you call in a car, you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can do it again. Now you can call in your car faster. So it's these little things like that that will be available to you faster. Or even if you want to find like a food rucksack, you can use that command faster. So it says most radio cooldowns. I'm not sure exactly which ones it does and does not work for, but... Since it says most, I have assumed that, you know, pretty much everything is going to work for, which this is a really good one as well. Next, we have the hero bonus of Kitchen Patrol. The subtext for this one is a clean kitchen is absolutely key to the health of the unit. And I've got the whole procedure down. And this one will give you plus 150 infection resistance. So for me personally, I'm not someone that gets infected a lot. Um, I've only gotten Blood Plague... I'd say out of my course of playing the game, maybe five times, but just to be generous, you know, it's definitely less than 10. So it's absolutely less than 10. I think it's probably five, around five, but either way, it's definitely less than 10. So for me personally, this isn't a huge thing because I don't get blood plague that often. But if you're someone that, you know, charges right into play cards, you charge right into a horde of plague zombies a lot and you end up getting Blood Plague a lot, this is something that's going to be very effective for you. It's going to help you out a lot. And 150 Infection Resistance, that's going to be really useful for that character because that character can kind of just be your, you know, play cart destroyer. So that's going to be a really good role character because this whatever character has this, this is the character you're going to want to use to clear play carts every time. So that is very effective, and it's really nice to have a character like that that can just clear play carts for you. Because a lot of these bonuses, they go along with the skills that the person already had anyways. So like we haven't gotten to it yet, but there's one that goes along with forging really well. So there, whatever character has this on there, their skill is probably going to go along well with that as well. So you're going to have that pairing that matches up really well. I would assume the person that has this might have like combat medicine, for example. And if they have that, that's going to be a really nice pairing. And that's going to work well together. And it's going to basically make them your, you know play cart destroyer with the medicine aspects of combat medicine as well or you could even have um this could even be something that's on someone with demolitions because it could go well with demolitions too you know you're throwing bombs out you're killing the play cards and you're resisting the infection so those are some combos that might work really well i mean i don't know how the rng works on that that it always lands on the characters like that i mean it could land on someone that's you know completely off base but even so this character is still going to be you know, pretty well equipped to help you out there. Our next hero bonus is called Ode Favors. This one says, I've made contact with a lot of people since the outbreak, and most of them still owe me. And this gives you plus 75 influence per day. So this is one that's not really going to change a lot of things for you. It's not going to, you know, be a game changer, but it is a nice boost. It's basically, you know, an extra little bit of boost that's going to help you every day. So it's something you can count on every day. And if you're a trader leader as well, that's going to stack with that trader leader and give you much more influence per day. So 
influence isn't something that I'm really worried about a lot of times because there's a lot of ways to get influence. But if you're starting out, and this is something that could really help you starting out because that's going to be 75 influence guaranteed every day. And that's something that you don't come by a lot. I mean, there's the trader leader, and that's basically the main way that you can get influence per day besides this is the trader leader or, you know, doing tasks or or that's basically it. But, you know, getting influence per day is definitely a nice thing. It's just not something that's going to be a game changer. So it's not one of the, you know, top tier ones, I would say, but it's definitely not a bad one either. And real quick, too, I do want to apologize if it sounds a little bit bad with the audio. I am coming down with a cold right now. So I'm trying to get this episode, you know, recorded and ready before my cold gets worse, because I can feel it getting a little bit worse. So I do apologize if it shows in the podcast, but I'm trying to, you know, keep it in check a little bit as much as I can. But our next one is the hero bonus of field medicine. This is another one that can go well with uh, combat medicine, obviously, because, you know, they're right in line with each other. But this one says, if you know how to handle your own needs in the field, you can last longer with less effort. And this one will give you plus 20 max health. So there's not a lot to say about this one because 20 max health is 20 max health. I mean... It's definitely useful. Um, it, it's really handy to have the extra health, you know, because obviously you need health when you're going into fights. But it, it's not one that's going to really break the game in your favor a ton. I mean, it's basically going to be a little bit extra padding for you. And that extra cushion to fight zombies with is nice because that's 20 extra health points you have as a cushion. But, you know, that extra cushion, there's better things than having an extra health cushion, in my opinion. But it's definitely not a bad one at all. I mean, it's, you know, really solid. And I would definitely appreciate this on a character that I had. Just it's not one that's going to make me go, oh, wow, I have 20 extra health. It's not going to really excite me to have this one. But it's definitely something that's useful on a character. Next one is the hero bonus of compact ordnance. This one says we build and modify a lot of our own gear, which led us to prioritizing keeping things small and easy to manage on the road. And this one will give you one of my favorite things, plus one max consumable stack. And if you listen to previous episodes of the podcast, you know how much I like those consumable stacks. You know, those consumable stacks, it's really helpful to use because all of your characters, if they have an extra consumable stack, that's extra things they can carry along with them. And it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but in the long run, it's a lot because say you're carrying strong painkillers, if you can carry four instead of three, or even better yet, if you stack this with another consumable stack, you can carry five instead of three, or even six instead of three. I mean, if you had double the consumable stack of a normal character, then that's huge, because that basically means that character is going to be in a lot better shape, and they're going to have a lot better chance to survive any encounter. It's not that a character with only three can't survive, they obviously can, but it, it it's basically a lot more cushion. It's kind of like the field medicine, you know, 20 max health example, but the 20 max health, that's something that goes very quickly. I mean, 20 health, that's gone in no time. But with the max consumable stack, this is something that's not going to be gone in no time because this is a chance for you to have extra snacks. This is a chance for you to have extra extra stimulants if you want those. It's a chance for you to have extra painkillers. I mean, basically anything you want, you know, if you want bandages, if you like bandages instead. This is a chance for you to have all those extra things on you, and it's going to be so much more useful than, like, saying just having 20 max health off the top, because this allows you to carry more things, and it's going to make that character very useful for going out on scavenging runs as well. So 
this is something I really love, and th that's never going to change for me. These consumable stacks, I'm always going to love those. So you can expect this to rank, you know, decently in my rankings at least. I won't give away exactly where it is, but I'm, I'm sure you can tell that, you know, it's definitely one that I'm going to love. Next, though, we have the hero bonus of Noise Discipline. Now, this one, the text says Red Talon has developed a detailed set of procedures for reducing unnecessary noise. And this one will give you minus three zombie threat. So for me, zombie threat is not something that matters to me a lot. But I know for a lot of people it does. Because for me, I almost want my zombie threat to be higher because I like the challenge of facing more zombies. Like I want to have that fight. I want to have the zombies come to me and I want to just be challenged and take them out. So I'd rather have that fight, and for me, it's not one that I'm going to love as much, but that's my personal opinion. If I'm rating this objectively, then it is a pretty good hero bonus, because a lot of people are worried about their zombie threat, and they don't want to have a lot of zombies coming to their base. For me, I would like them to come to my base, because I want to just, you know, have some fun killing them. It does get a little bit annoying if you're in your supply locker, and they come and attack you while you're in the supply locker, but... Other than that, I like having zombies come to my base and just, you know, fight me. But for a lot of people, having this minus three zombie threat, if you compare, if you paired that with a watchtower as well, that's going to be huge. And especially if you paired it with the red talent watchtower, that's minus nine zombie threats. So basically, you'd almost have no zombie threat all the time, and you probably never get a siege on your base. So that is really good, and it's simply something that really helps you eliminate sieges from your base so if you don't want to have any sieges on your base this is going to be a hero bonus that's really going to apply well to you next hero bonus is sleeping in shifts with the right schedule in place you don't even notice each other and this will give you plus three beds and honestly this is huge because these plus three beds it doesn't seem like much but that's basically an extra facility or extra outpost you don't need to worry about anymore so instead of having two bed outposts to cover those three beds, you basically have three beds at the top. Instead of having an officer quarters that has two beds or having, you know, having some outdoor beds or whatever kind of beds you're using, basically you don't need to have those anymore. It's allowing you to have extra freedom in what you do. And say you prepare this hero bonus with the officer quarters, you don't even need the Red Talon Bunk Room. The Red Talon Bunk Room gives you five beds. But this gives you three and the officer quarters gives you two. So just that alone is going to give you the five that the bunker gives you. So it basically allows you to have a lot more options. And by having this in place, that's three automatic beds. And that allows you to do so many more things with your base. This allows you to go into smaller bases and use those more effectively. Because say you're even going to the bridge fort. If you're going to the bridge fort and you have a community of like eight people, this is three beds out the top. So you don't even need to worry about that. So Literally, with just this hero bonus and a red talent bunk room, you could live in the bridge fort with eight people. And that's kind of crazy to think about because the bridge fort is a pretty small base. The bridge fort is, you know, something that looks great. I mean, I love the look of the bridge fort, but it's not built for a huge community. But with hero bonuses like this, it allows for so many other options. And, and paired with the other red talent facilities, it's even more options. So... That's what I love about this hero bonus so much is that it gives you a lot of options and it basically gives the power to the player to play what type of game they want to. Because instead of worrying about a lot of beds, you don't have to worry about beds as often. And I think this is pretty fair too because say the container fort in Cascade Hills, I think that's a little bit too overpowered. 
that gives you eight beds automatically. Eight beds automatically is kind of overpowered in my opinion. But three, the three beds automatically with this hero bonus, I think that's pretty fair. And I think that's right in line with what it should be. So I definitely like this hero bonus. All right, next up we have Utility Vest. I perfected some techniques for carrying a lot of equipment while on the move. This gives you plus 10 light carrying capacity. Honestly, this is one of the weaker ones. I'll come right out and say it. I mean, plus 10 light carrying capacity. You know, it's great to have a light carrying capacity, but plus 10 isn't really going to make enough difference for you to, you know, make or break you basically. Because there's other ways you can get to a light carrying capacity with other skills, for example. Like if you just have resourcefulness and backpacking on you, that alone is going to help you get that light carrying capacity and have a great combo there. So you wouldn't even need something like this. I mean, if you're someone that likes to carry a lot of heavy stuff around, then maybe this skill would help. This hero bonus would help you a little bit. But for me personally, it's not a hero bonus I'd ever be really happy with. I mean, if this is on one of my characters, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'll obviously you know, have to deal with it. But it's not a hero bonus that really gets me excited in the least bit. I mean, plus 10 light carrying capacity. It's almost a non-factor for me personally. The next one is Barn Raisings. We do these events where everyone drops their normal tasks and pulls together on whatever our top priority is. And this will give you plus three labor. So for me, labor isn't a huge issue. Um, if you're someone with a small community and you want to get a lot done at once, you know, the plus three labor might help you a lot. Or if, um, for example, Mr. Dart and Surreal Scotsman, they're two streamers that I know have tried communities with just one person before. This is a hero bonus that would really help them a lot because this is going to give them, you know, an extra three labor that they don't even have because they were trying to do communities with only one person. So for challenges like that, this is great. But for a normal community that's, you know, just operating under normal rules, this isn't something that really appeals to me that much. Because if I have a community of eight people, there's not a lot of situations that I'm going to need more than eight labor. So... To me, this is basically for small communities or um, extreme challenges. So that's kind of what this is for for me. And, you know, if you do get it, then I guess you have some extra labor to use. But those are basically the two main uses I see for this. All right. Next up, we have water conservation. Until I can get this urine recycler working, a few good habits will ensure we don't run out of drinking water on the road. And this gives you plus 20 max stamina. So unlike the plus 20 max health from field medicine, this is huge for me because anyone who's listened before knows I love stamina and the stamina in this game is such a key factor because unlike the health, this is more than just a buffer. This is basically your chance to escape and live to fight another day. You know, an extra 20 health, if you're getting mauled by a juggernaut, an extra 20 health really isn't going to do much for you. But an extra 20 stamina that will, because that gives you an extra chance to dodge out of the Juggernaut's way. You know, maybe get a couple of shots off on him. Maybe make it back to a vehicle and get in that vehicle. Like, an extra 20 stamina, that is huge, because that offers you so many opportunities to get away from bad situations. You know, an extra 20 health, in contrast, the extra 20 health doesn't really do much for you. I mean, basically all that does is give you a couple extra seconds of life. The stamina, though, in instead of giving you a couple extra seconds of life, this gives you so many opportunities to escape bad situations, and that's what I love about stamina, and that's why stamina is always going to be one of the most important things in this game to me. So for me personally, 
you know, having this 20 max stamina, this is one of the best hero bonuses you can have because that extra stamina is going to be so useful, especially for this red talent character. The red talent character is already going to be beefed up as it is. Having that extra 20 stamina on top of that, they can basically just run around for days and not ever get tired and basically, you know, be able to handle any fight that comes at them. And that's awesome. Next up, we have the hero bonus reconnaissance. This one says, I, ru I routinely scout ahead for our main scavenging efforts, providing as much intel as I can. This one gives you plus one charge of rooftop recon. In parentheses, it says radio. So I'll be perfectly honest. This is the only one that I'm really not too comfortable saying what it means. I mean, see, I haven't personally encountered this one in game yet, and I can speculate on what it might mean, but honestly, I, I think whatever I say here is going to be wrong. I mean, but whatever it does do, I can say it doesn't sound very good because if it's only, you know, plus one charge of one radio command, then that's not really that solid. I mean, you have one of the hero bonus earlier that we talked about, the satellite radios that gives you minus 20% to most radio cooldowns. So that seems a lot more useful to me. Now... Obviously, I know what plus one charge means. That gives you one extra use or one extra charge of this radio command. But the rooftop recon, I'm not familiar with what the rooftop recon is. Like, I'm not sure what I'm potentially blinking on here or what I didn't read properly. But I've never heard that term rooftop recon as, as far as I can remember. My best guess is that the Clio transmitter that shoots down hollow point rounds from above that's like the facility mod that you have to install and then my best guess is it gives you an extra charge for that because that seems like the most rooftop related thing in the game to me but like i said that's it's probably gonna end up being wrong but either way whatever this is it, it doesn't seem that great to me because say it's an artillery strike say it's you know the hollow point rounds say it, it's an extra bomb goes that goes off like or even if it's like, you know, oh, you get an extra charge with like a car getting dropped. I mean, whatever this is, one extra charge or whatever that is, it, it's not that useful to you. Because there's so many other things that are going to be more useful to you than having one extra charge of this thing. So, for me personally, this does rank towards the bottom. I, I just, just wish I knew what exactly it was. But I, I do apologize for that. Um, I did reach out to one of the devs to potentially get an answer on this but unfortunately i didn't get an answer back in time before recording this podcast so i will probably have the answer when this re is released but i just don't have the answer at this second but if you contact me again later i will probably have the answer for what this means and you know there's probably somebody out there that knows this they're like no how do you not know this like it, this is what it means like how do you not know that so yeah I, i'm with you like I, I probably should know this but um this is one thing i i don't know so you know if this was a trivia question on the undead lab stream i might actually get my first question wrong on the undead last stream so you know so far i've gotten every question right and i've answered in the top 10 for all those but this might be the first one that would have stumped me if they would ask this but you know, if they ask it at this point, I'll, I'll probably know by the time they ask it. So I do apologize. I don't know what it means right now, though. All right, we have two more left. So next up, we have foraging program. We can provide for a lot of our own needs without relying on our traditional resources. This gives you minus 20% food consumed overall, 
with a max of minus 75%. So if you heard me talk about gut packing in the Red Talent Skills podcast, you kind of know where I stand with this. Um, basically, that minus 20% food consumed, that's just too low for me because what it boils down to is that if you have a small community, you're better off to have an outpost. And if you have a large community, then you're better off to just use fishing. So to me, it needs to be minus 33%. If it's minus 33%, then it makes more sense. But I mean, I guess if you pair this, if you pair a foraging program with foraging the skill itself, that gives you minus 40% food consumed overall. So I assume those two are paired together a lot, which if that is paired together, then minus 40%, that's worth it at that point. But I have to rate the skill or I have to rate the hero bonus based on the bonus itself. And based on the bonus alone, it's it doesn't really live up to the standards you want, because if this isn't paired with foraging, then it's going to be kind of a bust. If it is paired with foraging, then, you know, it's very viable, but you can't always guarantee this is going to be paired with foraging. And our last one is the hero bonus reinforced chassis. I can make all our vehicles a bit more wreck resistant. And this gives you plus 50% vehicle impact reduction. So to me, this is more of just, you know, kind of a novelty. I mean, the vehicle impact reduction, it is going to be nice to not have to repair your cars as often. But not repairing your cars as often is kind of, it's nice. It's, you know, like I said, it's like a novelty. I mean, it's not anything compared to, you know, oh, plus 20 max stamina or plus one max consumable stack or, you know, minus three zombie threat. Like those things are all things that are going to actually help you get further in the game. They're going to help you survive longer. You know, not having to repair your cars as often. Basically, that's just, you know, taking away a nuisance for you. So that's kind of what I see with this hero bonus is it more avoids a nuisance for you and it, it takes away something that could get annoying if your you know cars break down a lot. So it's not a horrible uh, hero bonus, just it's one that's not more than a novelty for me. With that being said, we'll kind of jump into our rankings. So number 14 is going to be Reconnaissance. And Reconnaissance is that one that has the extra charge of the radio command for the rooftop thing. Um, I, I, again, wish I knew what that was, but even if I didn't know what it was, I think I was still ranking it last because it, it doesn't seem like something that's going to really help you that much. I mean, having an extra charge of that, that's not going to, you know, make or break your game, in my opinion. Number 13 is Utility Vest. This is the one that gives you plus 10 light carrying capacity. And like I said, when we talked about it, I mean, this one just isn't going to do a lot for you. I mean... Having an extra 10 light carrying capacity, that's going to help you in very few situations. There's not a lot of situations that's going to be like, oh, you know, I'm so glad I had that extra 10 light carrying capacity. Like, There are going to be situations that that could happen in, but they're going to be few and far between. Number 12 is Barn Racings. And Barn Racings is the one that has the plus three labor for you. Again, this is one that, for me, having extra labor just isn't that important because if you have a small community, it can come in handy for a little while, but once you have a fully established community, it's not going to do a lot for you. I mean, if you have like a 10-person community, what do you need extra three labor for? You know, having 10 labor is plenty. You don't need 13 labor. So it's very situational is what I'd say. I mean, 
you know, again, there's there's going to be situations that it could come in handy, but it's very situational. And because it's so situational, it's not a hero bonus that's really going to affect your game in a positive way enough times to rank it high. Number 11 is foraging program. Now, foraging program, if, if the percentage was just higher, it could be a lot better. This is the one we just talked about that has the minus 20% food consumed overall. And if it just had minus 33% food consumed overall, then I'd probably rank it a little bit higher than what it is. But the one caveat I will say is if foraging program is paired with the foraging skill itself, then this actually makes more sense. It actually helps you a lot more because that's minus 40%. But at minus 20%, if you have a community of four people, then that's less than one food per day. So you're better off to have an outpost. If you have a community of eight people, then you're basically getting less than two food per day. So you're better off to use fishing. So really, the only way this helps you is a community of 10 or more. So a community of 10 or more people, then you're going to get two food or more per day. So it's basically even washed. And at that point, I mean, it's not really that viable to use this. Number 10 is owed favors. Owed Favors is the one that gives you the plus 75 influence. Um, This is kind of something that's, you know, just an afterthought. I mean, it's not great. It's not bad either. And that's kind of why, you know, falls a little bit closer to the middle of the road. But it's not going to do a lot to help you. It's just something that is a little bit extra boost that you don't have to worry about. So you have an extra 75 income coming every day, basically. So it's nice to have. It's just not something that's going to be groundbreaking for you. Number nine is reinforced chassis. It's kind of along the same train of thought there. I mean, just like we just talked about, you know, having those cars not break down as often, that's not going to do a ton to help you in your game. It's going to be nice and it's going to, you know, eliminate a hassle for you. But eliminating a hassle isn't something that's worth, you know, being one of the best hero bonuses. Number eight is kitchen patrol. This is the one that gives you the plus 150 infection resistance. So... If you're someone that gets infected a lot, you know, you get a lot of blood plague, then this might rank higher for you personally. But for me, blood plague isn't as much of an issue as it could be. So for me personally, unless, you know, a difficulty bump happens where blood plague is actually a little bit more dangerous, then this hero bonus isn't as useful right now to me. It's nice to have, you know... The ability to not have to worry about blood plays often, but when I'm already not worrying about it that much as it is, it's not going to break the bank for me. So, you know, Kitchen Patrol is decent. It's just, it's not something that's really going to do a lot for me personally. And, you know, for you, it could do a lot if you have a lot of issues with blood play. But I think for a lot of players, this is kind of, you know, more middle of the road, basically. But speaking of middle of the road, you know, number seven, our dead in the middle here is field medicine. And field medicine is that one that gives you the plus 20 max health. You know, this is one that when we talked about it, I said it, it's nice to have the 20 max health, but it, it's basically just a buffer for you to die a little bit later. So it's basically an extra couple seconds that you're going to be alive. So if you're going up against a juggernaut and he's about to rip you in half, you know, the extra 20 health, that might give you enough health to last a couple more seconds. and Hopefully something good happens, you can get out of that situation, but it's not something that's going to really move the needle in your favor that much. Number six is noise discipline. Noise discipline is the one that gives you minus three zombie threat. 
So I kind of struggle with where to place this one a little bit because for me personally, zombie threat is not something I worry about. It's something I embrace. But I know for a lot of people, it is something they worry about. So I had to try and look at this objectively and not as much about what I like. But also, I had to take into account what objectively is probably the best. You know, just because I like to have zombies coming after me, that doesn't mean it's necessarily the best thing for you. And technically speaking, the best thing for you is to have, you know, that lower zombie threat. So I think this one is a pretty solid skill. And I think pair with, you know, a great watchtower, like say the Red Talon watchtower, this can be very effective because it keeps a lot of zombies away from your base. And that's kind of what you want if you're not looking for a fight. But for me personally, I enjoy fighting the zombies. I'm sure, you know, everyone does to some degree, but I just like having them roll up in my house and, you know, taking care of them. So for me personally, it's not something I'm going to, you know, enjoy a ton, but it's something that if I have it, then, you know, I'll kind of brush it off and be like, oh, all right, that's cool. You know, it's nice that I have it. So, but I'm not going to be you know super stoked about it just because that's my personal taste of it. Number five is satellite radios. Satellite radios is the one that gives you minus 20% for most radio cooldowns. So again, we don't exactly know all the radio cooldowns this applies to, but I'm hoping it applies to the Prestige Trader because that's a really good one that it could apply to. But even if it doesn't, like I said when we talked about earlier, it's still nice to have because if you get into some really bad situations, it's nice to have that radio command that you have to use come back up more often. So, you know, say you call for a truck and, you know, that truck gets you out of trouble, but then suddenly you crash the truck and, you know, blow it up. And then you need another truck. Well, you are out of luck for a little while, but if you have this, it's going to at least, you know, spawn back up there faster. So it, it is nice to have that refresh a little bit faster for you. Number four is one of my favorites, but I, I had to rank it outside the top three. This is Compact Ordnance. This is the one that gives you the plus one max consumable stack. So I, I talked about the reasons I like consumable stacks so much, but I think the three above this just, they're a lot better in all situations. I mean, Having the extra consumable stacks, you know, it's nice and it's going to help you a great deal. You know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's definitely something I love having. But if you're in a bad situation, then I think the one, three above this do a lot more for you in the overall grand scheme of the game. Like having the extra painkillers on you, that's great. And that's going to save you for a little while. But I think the three above this, I think they do more in all aspects of the game where Compact ordinance, I think, applies mainly to, you know, oh, I'm in a really bad fight. I need a little bit extra meds or something. So compact ordinance, don't get me wrong, is a great, great hero bonus. But I think the three above this apply in a lot more situations than just, you know, this instance. Number three is water conservation. And this is the one that gives you plus 20 stamina. And I do love my stamina, but I have to be objective about this. I mean, I can't just rank it number one just because I love stamina. Like, I do think the two above this are better. Um, the stamina one, you know, it's going to get you out of a lot of bad situations. And it's kind of like Compact Ordnance, you know. It's going to get you out of a lot of bad situations. But I think the two above this, they put you in better situations to avoid those situations altogether. So, essentially what I mean by this is... The two that are above water conservation, the you know, top two hero bonuses, in my opinion, those two hero bonuses, they prevent you from entering bad situations more often. 
because they give you more options to do the things you need to do to stay out of those situations. Water conservation, to me, with that plus 20 max stamina, that is great, and that can also prevent you from getting in bad situations because you can, you know, run your way out of a situation before it even starts. But for the most part, this is going to be used to, you know, help you win some pretty difficult fights. So to me, um, the two above it just do a little bit more to help you stay away from the bad situations. And they also, you know, lend themselves to helping your community overall. The water conservation that just helps you and your community. The water conservation that mainly helps you as a player. But the two above this, they kind of help your overall community a lot more. Number two is sleeping in shifts. This is the one that gives you plus three beds. And I rank this one so high because like I was talking about earlier, having those plus three beds, that means less outposts you have to use on beds. That means less facilities you have to use on beds. And overall, it just means a better situation for your community. Because if you don't have to build an extra beds facility in your base, you can use that facility to build something much more viable for you. You know, maybe you didn't have room for a watchtower and maybe now you have room for a watchtower. So it's going to help you a lot more to have all these options available to you. That's kind of what sleeping in shifts provides, I think, is with those three beds, I think it provides a lot of options and having those options is very beneficial to you. And then, of course, number one is collecting brass. So collecting brass is obviously the one that gives you plus two ammo per day and you can't go wrong here. I mean, I tried to downplay a little bit when I talked about it because it was technically the first one of my list. So I didn't want to give it away too much that I was going to be number one on my overall list. But you can't go wrong with this. I mean, plus two ammo per day. That's huge because this is basically like the equivalent of fishing or the equivalent of lichenology. But the difference is lichenology and fishing, they provide resources that are a lot easier to get. It's a lot easier to find meds and foods than it is to find ammo. Ammo is a lot more scarce of a resource. And the fact that you can actually get two ammo per day, that's huge. That's something that you can't get in other places. I mean, this is, you know, taking two outposts and putting it into one hero bonus. So that's extra outposts you can use for other things that you need. If you need more materials, that frees up an outpost for you to use. And you go through so much ammo in the game that... This is just, it can't be overstated enough. I mean, collecting brass is the best hero bonus. Having that extra two ammo a day, that's amazing. And I wish all my Red Talon people had that. I mean, having all that extra ammo coming in, that just means you can keep making bullets, keep making bullets, and you can have so many bullets that you're never going to run out. So this is really huge, and I love this hero bonus. Don't get me wrong, I, I love, you know, a lot of these, like especially the top five. I love all the top five, but collecting brass, I mean, this is a game changer. This is totally a game changer, and this will make everything easier for you. So, you know, if this is one that you find, you know, thank your lucky stars because this is the top one in my opinion. But going back through the list one more time, number one, we have collecting brass. Number two, we have sleeping in shifts. Number three, water conservation. Number four, compact ordnance. Number five, satellite radios. Number six, noise discipline. Number seven, field medicine. Number eight, kitchen patrol. Number nine, reinforced chassis. Number 10, owed favors. Number 11, foraging program. Number 12, 
barn raisings. Number 13 is utility vest. And then finally, number 14 is reconnaissance. And that's our 14 Red Talon Hero bonuses. So I hope you enjoyed those. And, you know, I hope that was very beneficial to you to find out which hero bonuses are, you know, kind of some of the better ones. That way, when you recruit your Red Talon characters, you know, okay, this one's, you know, has a really good skill. It's got a really good hero bonus. And you can kind of make a better judgment on which ones are better because I already covered all the Red Talon skills. Now I've covered the Red Talon bonuses too. So hopefully this helps people out there to really make good pairings and know, okay, this, you know, Red Talon person, they have a really bad skill. They have a really bad hero bonus. Maybe I should exile this person. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for is that a lot of people take something away from this that will help them, you know, know what characters have the really good bonuses and which ones, you know, you might not want to keep as long in your community. But I didn't announce at the top of the podcast, but I kind of wanted to slip one little bonus topic in here. I did mention in the last episode that I was saving Cleo Relay for another episode, and I figured it was good to toss it in with this. I mean, I think it's, you know, time to toss it in here. You know, those Red Town people, they worked hard to protect the Cleo Relay, and I think they deserve to have it, you know, announced with all their hero bonuses here, so... We will talk about the Cleo Relay, you know, briefly and go over the aspects of that. So, you know, if you don't want to be spoiled on what what the Cleo Relay is and what it does, then um, kind of skip ahead like 10 minutes and, you know, we should be through all the uh, aspects of that. But the Cleo Relay, it does take a large slot. You are going to need 4,000 prestige to get the prefab. And basically, once you have this prefab purchased from the prestige trader then you can build the clear relay you know you have to build it a large slot like i said and when you go over to it it'll cost you a little over 500 prestige to call in a drop so when you call in this drop basically what it's doing is it's calling in a drop that's very similar to the drops in the daybreak mode so when you get the cleo drops in the daybreak mode think of it like that it's basically the same concept with you know one minor difference that i'll talk about a little bit afterwards but basically calling in this drop takes about 10 minutes and it gives you plus 30 zombie threat and it causes a massive zombie attack on your base. So basically it guarantees a zombie attack on your base. So once that 10 minutes are up, you know, make sure you're ready because zombies are going to come and they're going to come hard. There's going to be juggernauts. There's going to be ferals. There's going to be blood plague zombies, regular zombies. You know, there's going to be everything. So make sure you're ready. Um, if you're pretty experienced at the game, I wouldn't worry too much because even though it's kind of a massive zombie horde compared to usual, if you're really experienced, you can pretty much handle it fairly easily. I mean, I I kind of handle it fairly easily, but it was a lot of fun to do. But if, if you're not that experienced at the game, um, before you call this in, I would suggest, you know, having a friend join you. That way your friend can kind of help you out because if you're not very experienced yet, then this zombie horde is big enough and it's strong enough that it can actually, you know, kill your characters and take you off guard if you're not ready for it. So, you know, if you're a little bit newer to the game, then I would say definitely have a friend with you or, you know, kind of hold off a little bit before you call this in. But when you get that Cleo drop, it's kind of like the same, you know, Cleo drops in the Daybreak mode, pretty much. It's going to give you some ammo. It'll give you a gun and it'll give you a random consumable or explosive. So like, 
For me, it gave me remote rocket pods. It might give you, you know, remote minefields. It might give you like pyro minefields. But basically, it's going to give you some kind of gun, some ammo, and, you know, a random consumable. Or instead of a gun, it could give you like a melee weapon too. But the last thing you can get, now I don't know if this comes with every single Cleo drop that comes, or if it's, you know, uh, on a random basis. But there's something that I don't know if I have the exact name right, because it was such a weird name that it kind of threw me off. But it's called uh, the old Cleo beacon thingy. And that might not be the exact name, but it was a weird name like that, that literally said, you know, like, oh, it's this old Cleo thingy, you know, it's... It's basically just like some old Cleo thing. And it literally said in the description, it stated that no one knows what it does. So it says it's a consumable. And that's all you know is it's a consumable. It doesn't tell you anything about what it does. It doesn't tell you, you know, how you use it. So you have to kind of guess for yourself. And, you know, this is, you know, something that's going to be a spoiler. So if you are averse to that, just, you know, skip ahead a couple seconds. But um, basically what it does, it's a place... It's a decoy that you can place, so kind of like a remote boombox. It's basically that, but better. So it's a placeable decoy that acts as a beacon for quite a while. That's why they call it like a beacon thingy. And just like the Cleo drops in the daybreak mode, it'll, you know, flash green. And it'll make that beeping sound, you know, doop, doop, like that beeping sound that comes. And basically, it'll just keep beeping for a while. And I was kind of wondering at one point, you know, because... I tried to set it up inside my base. So I didn't know what's going to happen. So I set this up inside my base, not outside of it. And I'm like, well, is this going to be my base forever? Like, it's basically a beacon that draws zombies to it. And I didn't know if it just kept going forever and never stopped. But after a long period of time, it'll eventually explode. And it causes a fairly large explosion. And it just so happened I was standing next to it at the time. It knocked me right over. It didn't do much damage to me at all. But it was kind of funny. You know, It knocked me right over. I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that at all. But it's kind of a cool thing. I mean, it's, you know, a very nice consumable that you can use. And if you're going after infestations or if you're going after play cards, this is definitely something that's going to be useful to you because it goes off so long that, like, say you're using it for a play card, you can just put this next to a play card, you know, a little bit away from it. And you can basically take out that play card at will. Like, nothing's going to bother you because this goes off for so long that it'll distract zombies for a long time. And you can do whatever you have to do and the zombies won't bother you. And that's what's kind of cool about this is that the timer on it is so lengthy that it's, I think it's the lengthiest timer that there is of anything. I mean, it definitely goes a lot longer than Boombox. It goes a lot longer than Fireworks. So I think that's kind of what it was meant to do. I mean, so it's definitely very useful and it's something that I would definitely recommend um, holding on to for situations that you need it for. But I have um, seen some YouTube videos that, you know, talk about the Cleo Relay a little bit and things. And they have said that, like, I've seen some videos that say it's not really worth your time. You know, it doesn't give you any value. And I would say it gives you some good value just because you're only paying 500 prestige technically. So technically for 500 prestige, you're getting some Cleo ammo. You're getting a gun or a melee weapon. You're getting... A consumable, you know, like some kind of explosive, and you're getting this, you know, Cleo beacon thingy. Like for 500 prestige, that's a really good, you know, bonus. The one thing I'll say though is, depending on what type of player you are, you know, if you're really experienced, if you're, you know, kind of mediocre, if you're, you know, very new to the game, it might not be worth the risk for you because that zombie horde that comes when you call it in, it, it is a pretty big zombie horde. So 
you know, depending on how confident you are in being able to take out that horde, it might not be for you personally because your characters could be in jeopardy if you aren't ready for it. So it might not be the worth the risk in that sense if you're not, you know, if you don't think you're ready for it. But if you do think you're ready, then I think it's definitely worth it. I mean, the cost factor is, you know, it really stacks up well because you get a lot for your value there. And not only that, the fun factor is absolutely worth it. I mean, it was a lot of fun to take on that horde. Like, that was the most fun I've had taking on a horde in a while because it basically felt like you were in daybreak, but you weren't actually in daybreak. So it, it's kind of like, you know, your own personal daybreak mode right at your base. So it's really cool in that sense because instead of going to play daybreak on that map, you can literally, you know, it's almost like you're playing daybreak at your own base. So whatever base you love, if you love the container for it, if you love Whitney Field, if you love the band the strip mall, if you love the movie theater, whatever base you love, it's basically like having your own personal daybreak mode at your base. And that's what's kind of cool, actually, because all the zombies come to you. You get to, you know, hang out your base, just, you know, kill some zombies at your base and have some fun. And I thought it was a lot of fun. So I'm glad this Cleo Relay is in there. And honestly, like, I don't even I would probably just call it in just to have the zombie fight. Like. I wouldn't even care as much about the actual drop. I would just call it a, just to fight some zombies. It's, it's a lot of fun to do that. But, you know, there you go. That, that's basically the Cleo Relay. You know, yeah, that's that's the spoiler there. So, you know, if anyone skipped ahead, um, welcome back for the end of the podcast now. But um, that's the Cleo Relay. So, you know, hopefully you guys like that little bonus tidbit. Uh, I, I figured I wouldn't announce that at the top of the podcast. I figured I'd kind of throw it in here on the side and kind of surprise everyone because I announced last episode that I would talk about in a future episode. I wasn't totally sure I was going to talk about it this week, but I figured it it fit pretty well and I thought it was fitting to put it in here. But, you know, that's pretty much all we have for today's episode. So I I hope you did enjoy that. Um, Just to go over a couple of our notes again, next Wednesday, there's probably not going to be an episode. So, you know, don't be alarmed by that. I'll be focusing on other things for the podcast I don't normally get to focus on. So I'll be focusing on a lot of, you know, future things for the podcast. So there's probably not going to be a Wednesday episode. But if there was one, then it would be on the Generation Zero beta that I am playing um, today, tomorrow, and, you know, throughout the weekend if I can do it. And if I don't do that podcast next Wednesday, which I probably won't be, then the Generation Zero beta podcast, that will be the following Wednesday. So that'll be on Halloween. There will also be, there will definitely be a State of Decay episode next week, so don't worry about that. You know, Saturday, like usual, there will be a State of Decay episode still, so I will definitely do that. I might have a guest, so um, I'll, you know, keep you posted on that, but I might have a guest. In terms of streaming, next week the streaming is going to be a little bit sporadic. Um, I might stream more than usual. I'm thinking I probably will because I'll be off, but uh, I can't pinpoint exact time because... I'm going to be so busy dealing with things that I don't usually have time to deal with that I can't really pinpoint an exact time that I'll be streaming there now. But, you know, I will let everyone know in the Discord. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can definitely, you know, contact me in my Discord. That's where people find out things, you know, the fastest, probably. And that will be in the show notes. But if you don't want to contact me on Discord, that's perfectly fine. You can contact me on Twitter or my gamertag. My Twitter and gamertag are the same thing. That's at Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. You can also email me, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. Those are basically the main ways you can get a hold of me. 
If you want to find the podcast, then you can find it on Google Play, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Acast, Blueberry, Podbean, Stitcher, Radio Public, and many other directories. Basically anywhere but Spotify. I'm going to try and work on getting it to Spotify, but we're just not on Spotify yet. And then, of course, I do want to remind people one more time that the State of Decay Community event is coming. It will be on Halloween week. Monday, October 29th to Thursday, November 1st. So stay tuned and contact myself or Mr. Dart to find out more details. But we're going to have more details coming soon. And we have a lot of great streamers that are going to be joining us. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But, you know, thank you so much for listening. And, you know, if you want to leave some feedback, then definitely do that. I love hearing from anyone that wants to leave feedback, you know, good or bad. I I would love to hear from you. So. You know, please leave some feedback. If you want to leave a five-star review on iTunes, that's really appreciated, and it really helps the podcast grow. But thank you, as always, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to The Blaze Experience.